Hey there, lurkers. What do you think about Goliath on Amazon Prime? Spider-Verse, Silo, episode number one. Thank you for watching, Scott. You're Tickling your fancy. And we finally got around to Ted Lasso, the finale. Sounds like a lot of crying. <laughs> so, <laughs> let's lurk. So, Willie, I did it. We made a pact last week, mm -hmm. and I know that I'm a man of my word, so I stuck to it. You did. I yeah. watched the first episode of Silo, mm -hmm. and based on you also being a man of your word, you watched the first episode of The Rig, right? Well, okay, so you remember on the Thursday episode when we were talking about the boys' night and we are all over it? At Chris's place, and we're talking about things. Mm -hmm. You there? There was an off comment that you made where you were like, Did "Hey, I? I've been watching the rig. It's all right." And I go, sure. "Oh, maybe it'll fizzle away, and I won't have to watch it." Listen, I watched three episodes of Ted Lasso this week. <laughs> the gut punch that I felt. I mean, I'm feeling that gut punch right now with you admitting to me that. You did not watch the first episode of the rig, so let's let's not bore the the lurkers with our petty relationship squabble. <laughs> 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 let's just get on with the show here. Uh, first of all, not necessarily what I was expecting, although you did describe the shaft uh, in great detail. It's quite long, quite rigid, and full of semen <laughs> and women. Rashida Jones, specifically. You know, you kind of spoiled the beginning for me. However, it's all it all comes to fruition in the mm -hmm. first episode, so it's not really a spoiler, especially if you've read the book. But the person who you think will be the main character, or one of the main characters, is not by the end of the first episode. And this they is all as a catalyst mm -hmm. for her husband to do what he does in the first episode. That's all I'm going to say. I liked it. It's intriguing. Why does every future have to be so dystopian? That's my question. I know. Yeah, I like that. There's this kind of trope, I think, with uh, sci-fi shows. Westworld. I mean, you can all like Foundation, Arrival. Mm-hmm. They've all got this dark green-ish blue color palette. Here's the deal. The show, it starts to pick up. When you get to episode three, episode four, I, I think you'll have a different opinion. Okay. Uh, the, the way they start to build tension in the silo, some of the ways they start to like um, bring different characters in. You think at the mm. beginning that uh, the husband and wife kind of duo that you meet are really going to be the standout characters and then you start like to meet more characters couple. yeah you start to meet more characters and you think oh i'm excited to meet this person N nope i'm excited to meet this person nope so it's going to have some twists and turns i promise you it, you'll get into it you'll enjoy it apple tv has released several shows that i have enjoyed mm -hmm. but not until that midway point they're slow burn sci-fi which 
I will admit, is is one of my kinks. It's one of my fetishes. However, I just, ugh, I really wish it just would get to the point a lot quicker and not make us have to sit through all this backstory that is so imperative for the story to <laughs> why I like it by the eighth episode. But I'm just, ugh. But you, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, yeah. okay. Severance. That was, that was Severance for me. I started watching it. I was like, yeah. Can I? Can I? And then I got to the end and I'm like, I can! <laughs> I know. By the, by the seventh and eighth episode, you're like, don't end! I need more! <laughs> I need more! <laughs> so, uh, if you haven't watched that, check it out. I'm going to continue on with the series. Uh, I'll, I'll try to watch at least one more episode by next week's show. I want you to give me one more pitch for The Rig. I'm assuming you've had an opportunity to maybe watch another episode. Mm -hmm. Is this something worth investing more time in? Based on the way TikTok describe it, they said it was kind of like a supernatural horror. To the point where I am at, there's only six episodes. So, I mean, it's a short series. But I'm halfway through. It's not as scary as I thought it was going to be. Okay. Which is great. Because that means less nightmares and wetting the bed for me. But at the same time, that means like the the supernatural side of it also isn't as scary as I thought it was gonna be. Okay. It's it, it's almost a little avatarish when it's like the world is kind of defending itself in a way. But sure. I don't know if that's actually gonna come to fruition or if there'll just be a big twist at the end. Um, but it's just not shaping up to be like monster scary, more like environmental. What was that horrible M. Night Shyamalan movie? Uh, uh The Village? Uh, no, The Happening. Is it The Happening? Happening? Is that the Mark Wahlberg one? Yeah. Where the earth yeah, is just like, get out of here, fleas. Don't need you anymore. Is anyway, like it's, it's shaping Anyways. up to be like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I'm going to finish it I'm going to come to completion here and I I expect you to watch the first episode just find an hour you've got one hour somewhere and tell me tell me what you think okay I will once again that's on Amazon Prime and speaking of shows on Amazon Prime that you definitely should check out how do you like lawyer type shows stuff around the law two two of my favorite shows one of them is suits because mm-hmm. one the writing the storytelling the main character fan fucking tastic agree and and the other one is megan merkel i'm not trying to objectify just like the the most symmetrical woman who is now a princess and i have good taste <laughs> um Molly and I met an English couple while we were on honeymoon. I thought you were going to say Meghan Merkel. So, okay. I'm kind of listening. I wish. Um, Let's just say that they did not have the most flattering things to say about the princess. Well, yeah, that's because I'm assuming uh, they're white, cold-blooded Brits that don't like the fact that there is one, an American... To somebody uh, of uh, not fully white uh, as a princess. So it really comes down to just prejudice and racism. Right, which is the entire monarchy summed up into two words. 
in my opinion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah, you could definitely tell they didn't like somebody coming in and trying to change their entire history. <laughs> and, and me as an American, I was like, "Oh, I'm I'm on Megan's side," but uh, like much like don't... Florida, I understand. <laughs> but uh, I I also don't care. So okay. <laughs> that's that's what I said. <laughs> uh, well, I have another. Your your second one was uh, it was Suits and that other show with oh Matt. uh white collar which isn't yeah, really a lawyer collar. thing but oh that's not, it's okay. it's similar vein it's usa show which so is suits uh white collar was really about finding like art art crime oh okay i was way off well anyway there's a show called goliath that not enough people have heard about and not enough people are talking about you're you remember billy bob thornton yeah, and that's probably why a lot of people don't know what this is. Right. He's not exactly the leading guy that you would go like, oh, I'm definitely watching a show starring Billy Bob Thornton. Right. But- because two of the last shows that I remember him in, Scott, are mm-hmm. Bad Santa it was and great. having sex with Halle Berry, actual sex with Halle Berry in Moneyball. Also great. Yeah. Monsters Ball. Monster. It's same thing. <laughs> A lot of balls. balls. A lot of balls. Way too many balls. <laughs> <laughs> it was something where Molly and I were just like, okay, we had finished Suits. We're on this lawyer kick. Let's find another show. I see this. We've got Amazon Prime. Let's check it out. It starts off as just kind of like this weird little seedy lawyer. He's kind of drunk and got kicked out of his old firm for being the way he is. But it suddenly spins into a serious, like, thriller drama. And it's it's totally out of left field. There's a scene in the first season where I was just like, oh, What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you do not see it coming whatsoever. The and then surpri- I, I'm totally bought in at this point. I'm like, I have to see more. There was already a couple seasons out. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we have to start the second season today. The second season gets even crazier. The third season, you're like, he's practically an action hero at this point. What is going on? He's just supposed to be this, like, bum, drunk of a lawyer. And now he's solving some of the biggest cases in the United States, going up some up against some of the biggest enemies, like water, agra, farms in California, big pharma... Oh, so like Black Rock and, uh, you know, the... Yes! It's, seriously, 100% worth watching. And it's not even the best part. It's not even the best part. You know that uh, subreddit that's like every shot a painting or every shot a picture? Yeah, you yeah, know what I'm yeah. About? Yep. The cinematographer for this show deserves every single award that they can win. It's that stunning? Dude, if you were to just, like, skip to any random point in any episode, it looks like it's a painting that should be hanging on the wall. It is incredible, and you should check it out. Now, speaking of being able to watch a show or a movie and hit pause and fall in love with that frame, my favorite movie 
of all time right now is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, the animated Spider-Man film, the first one. Scott, when I saw this movie, I remember where I was. I'm in my apartment, and I'm like, this is an animated movie. Scott loves animated movies. I don't really care that much. How good could this really be? I'm going to rent it because I'm bored, and I'm alone, and I'm sad. Let's watch this movie. And by the time I got done, like two hours later, I was like, that was the most brilliant well-crafted story, amazing music, beautiful cinematography, just like the subtle details in yeah. how they animated the movie made Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Like I, I, I finished the movie. I started again. I, it, it's, it came out so long ago. I don't remember if I saw it in theaters or did the same thing that you did. I just rented it. But you're not wrong. It has completely changed animation as we know it here in the United States. Almost every single studio has tried to come up with something that is very similar in art style. Mm -hmm. So you see a lot of copycats because of how good it did. Willie, this weekend when it opened up, I think it made $125 million from Thursday to Sunday. Correct me if I'm wrong. Give it a googs. For those who are listening at home, Willie is typing furiously right now. So far to date, it has made three hundred eighty-four million dollars worldwide. Uh, that's into the Spider Verse. Sorry, let me get across. Okay, the Spider Verse. <laughs> it's a new one. Yeah, there's, there's a second one that came out. I can also uh, Spider. So uh, according to AP News, Spider-Man Across the Spider Verse uh, had a massive one hundred twenty. One million dollar hundred and twenty one million dollars. You told me a couple shows ago that the Little Mermaid made a hundred and seventeen million in their opening mm-hmm. weekend. So this is crushing it, absolutely. Well on its way to possibly, I guess possibly. I have to say, I don't know, could fall off, but I doubt it. It's gonna beat the first one. Mm-hmm. I saw a TikTok this week, Scott, where. This guy said, uh, it's this guy, he's making this like character of himself where he said, leaving the theater after seeing Into the Spider-Verse, the first one. Oh my God, that was an amazing film. This is going to be such a, like, it's going to win awards. It's such a good one. And then it cuts to after seeing Across the Spider-Verse and he's sitting in his apartment going, I'm not okay. I'm not okay. I'm not okay. (laughs) I... I want more movies that can do this, that can come out with a sequel where they say, you know what? You haven't seen shit. We are going to one-up ourselves. We're going to do something bigger. We're going to do something better. I, I'm i going to go see this movie this week. After this, like, by the time this episode goes up, I will have seen this movie. I honestly, I was scared that you had already seen it without me, and uh, I was going to get really mad at you and yell and scream a lot but thankfully i don't have to do that okay good i'm saving that for when we talk about the rig next week (laughs) 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 that the tickling your fancy i want you to click on the link do i I want to click on this i think you do i was looking for a new show to watch for content that you know something i could suggest that we watch together i think i might have found our show 
<laughs> what are tell we doing me, here? Tell me the title. This is an actual show that I came across, pun intended, on Netflix while searching for content. This was a trending show, Willie. Guys, the show name is The Year I Started Masturbating. Now, in some circles, this this could be considered very dangerous because <laughs> that was a long time ago for a lot of us. Can I re- can I read the the, Please. the yeah. subtitle of this? Yeah, it says an ambitious career woman's world comes crashing down when she's dumped right before her fortieth birthday, forcing her to reevaluate her chaotic life. On the surface, you're like, what? Huh? Now, S- Scott, when you here's... when you started playing the five finger fiddle, how old <laughs> do you think you were? Uh, middle school, probably. Yeah, yeah. There's plenty of stories that you could tell about, like how many times and the embarrassing things that your hormones were like. You're gonna do it to this thing. You didn't think you would. But that couch cushion looks nice. (laughs) I remember vividly being uh, so naive when it came to sex stuff. Just because I was very sheltered. The talk was like... It wasn't even a thing that was like until sixth grade. Okay. But in fourth grade, I remember being on the playground and hanging out with some people who I thought were my friends. And somebody said the word boner. And I goes... What what's a boner? And they all like stopped and turned really slowly and looked at me. And it was like the scene out of Sandlot. They're like, you don't know what a boner is? <laughs> and then these like fourth graders went, went in a circle describing all of the terms for boners. And those twins, man, they just had to rub it in two times. And and this freaking incel is married. <laughs> Um, but the, the thing that I guess turned me on to this, uh, hilariously but? titled show the but? is the, the preview clip. The preview clip is this, this lady is handed, uh, a flash drive or a disc or something to listen to. Mm-hmm. And she, she puts in her air. AirPods or earphones, whatever, puts in these wireless buds and hits play. And she starts listening and nodding her head. And suddenly the voiceover goes, The art of masturbation is something that all people get into. And the best way to do it is to start rubbing the you-know-what and spreading the you-know-where and you can see that she's kind of like just leaning her head back, eyes closed, like nodding her head. But as it turns out, the sound isn't coming through her headphones. It is being projected to the entire office that she is working at. <laughs> and people are at their desks like typing and then like slowly like looking up, looking for where the sound is coming from. And they start standing up and looking around. And she's the only one there is just like... <laughs> Uh, excuse me, Stephanie? So remember when we were talking about cringe in that last episode? 
That would be it. That I, I would quit. I would quit that job. I don't care if I was there one week or if I was there for a decade. I'm out. So maybe we just put it up to the lurkers. Is this a show that you would want us to watch and talk about? Because I, I know which way I'm voting. Well, Scott, before we say farewell, I want to talk about the farewell episode of Ted Lasso. God damn it. I'm so glad you finally watched it. A week Listen, later. But still, now we can talk about it. Th- there was a a week that that episode came out, and every single time I'm scrolling on TikTok, I would see Ted Lasso. I would double-click to like the video, and then I would move on so that I didn't have to watch it. And I think you were I getting avoided... the algorithm to feeding you more TikToks about oh, Ted Lasso. Oh, for sure. For sure. But that was okay <laughs> because... The thing that this show did beautifully and the thing that like you have to give praise to Jason Sudeikis and team is that they th- they did throwbacks to the beginning of the series. Yeah. So 3 years uh, worth of throwbacks in one episode. Spoilers. If you haven't watched the season finale, stop the episode now. Thanks for joining. See you on Thursday. But when they started putting down, when every single player started taking their uh, piece of the believe sign and putting it down on that bench, you see Jamie Tart open up this book and take it out, right? It is the bookmark. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that book is? Yeah. It's the book Ted gave him in the very first season. When he said, I'm never going to read this. But then you see the book and it's tattered mm-hmm. and worn clearly an example of him saying this is worth it this is this was a good book for who i am it shows that ted as a coach knew what these characters were knew what these people were all about knew what they needed yeah uh what were some of your favorite moments i liked the the callback to the play that nate came up with it was hilarious because <laughs> Jamie Tart acting just like Ted did in that practice. Yep. I really enjoyed kind of the speculation on where the show could go, too. I know that I said last week, Jason D- Sudeikis basically said, this is my run. I'm done. But he had mm-hmm. to walk it back because I'm sure somebody in the production circle was like, well, maybe we're not done. They put enough Easter eggs in there for it to be a thing, right? Like uh, Mm -hmm. a women's team could be really Mm -hmm. fun. My absolute favorite part, though, was when Roy Kent... Was uh, was this the last episode? I'm trying to remember now. Uh, And Keeley followed Jamie. Was that the last episode? That was second to to last episode. Ah, second to last. Okay, never mind. I just thought it was good. Now, I will say this. I didn't think it was as good as it could have been. I felt Mm. it was a little too loosey-goosey with a lot of stories and a lot of tie-ins, and they just tried to wrap up everything a little too cutesy, didn't necessarily get the six-inch curls on the ribbons of that bow. But overall, it was a great ending to a show. And Mm -hmm. if you think about the totality of Ted Lasso, what it has meant to everybody individually what it has meant to everybody as a as a whole 
and what it meant to the people who made the show. Like, I can't, I can't think of anything really bad to say about it. I it's agree. It's just one of those, it's one of those shows that I'll probably be able to watch again and again. It's definitely in my top 10 shows of all time. Maybe top five. Wow. I want to know from the lurkers, what are your shows? What are your feel good shows that bring you back, bring you that joy that like you'll look back on a series and say that was worth every moment, good and bad. It was worth it. Uh, let us know in the comments. Let us know on our socials. Uh, I, we want more recommendations because we uh, want to otherwise I'm going to be stuck yes. listening to the rig. <laughs> It's not that bad. It's not that bad. But anyway, that's our show, lovely lurkers. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Please, like Willie said, rate and review wherever you lurk. We appreciate the love, so remember to be kind to each other, and we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>